Welcome back to Bootability. We're on break from new interviews, but excited to continue our special Q&A mini-series with you in the meantime. Each week, we're answering one question that a listener asks about any aspect of Buddhist practice or how to apply Buddhism to daily life. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. Here's today's question. How can Buddhism help me and my family with setting boundaries? Setting boundaries at work seems easier than with family stuff, such as aging family members, finances, etc. First of all, what a great question, one that feels so relevant in a world where cultural and generational differences in lifestyle are ever-expanding, and responsibilities in various parts of our lives seem to be always competing for our time and energy. I'm going to pull from a couple of bootability articles to help with this one. But before I share the highlights, it's important to say that our process of navigating relationships is a very personal one, and therefore requires tapping into our own wisdom and courage every step of the way. This, of course, comes down to the essence of Buddhist practice, which is chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo consistently on a daily basis to bring out our compassion, courage, and wisdom each day, and taking action based on that. No one can tell you how to navigate your situation, and blindly following trends about wellness or psychology, which are everywhere on social media these days, can be detrimental if we aren't using our own wisdom. So. I first encourage you to chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo about your situation and ensure that you're making decisions based on wisdom, courage, and compassion, rather than trends or emotion. Now, let's discuss boundaries. Setting boundaries can be essential for our happiness, but like all meaningful acts in life, doing so requires hard work and courage. Who hasn't agonized over whether to do an enormous favor for a friend, whether to let a family member behave against our values in our personal space, or whether we can ever have a healthy relationship with our spouse over money? For some of us, saying no can feel like the most painful thing in the world because we've spent our whole life making decisions to be liked. And for others of us, maybe we say no so often or so angrily that we've alienated our closest supporters and now don't know how to undo it. Let's start with a definition of boundaries from therapist Kari Rusnak, who writes, Boundaries are limits and needs you express to yourself and others in order to feel safe, healthy, and comfortable. Setting boundaries is how we share with others what behavior we find acceptable and what behavior we do not. There are many important boundaries we set each day. Physical boundaries, do I feel comfortable shaking hands with this stranger? Emotional boundaries, do I let guilt get in the way of my decisions? And moral boundaries, do I put up with lying and cheating? The hardest part about setting boundaries can be letting go of the fear and guilt that come with disappointing others. According to psychologist F. Diane Barth, some key strategies for setting boundaries can include clarifying what you want for yourself, communicating, which includes being comfortable saying no, being consistent, and being respectful. On the flip side, some indicators that you're challenging the boundaries of others include wanting to know intimate information immediately, or having all-or-nothing relationships. Barth concludes, 
Boundaries are not about pushing people away or about trying to control them. They are about clarifying what you value, including your own space, your own beliefs, and your own self-esteem. So, establishing boundaries requires courage, time, and practice. Which is why in Buddhism, starting with the basics, chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo consistently, is an incredible tool to get in touch with yourself and pull courage from your own heart every day. And courage isn't just for taking action, it's also about how we see ourselves. Courage is the key ingredient to enable us to live true to ourselves, while also respecting the inherent dignity of the people around us. This, in fact, is the core teaching of Buddhism. Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda comments on what a strong sense of self looks like, writing, Great victors in life are those who have developed a strong sense of self that allows them to say, I may receive no praise, but I am satisfied. I hope all of you will become the kind of people who can clearly distinguish the true essence of things. What I love about his definition of winning is that being a victor in life isn't about winning over other people or the environmental factors making us suffer. It's about winning over ourselves and finding the courage and compassion to take action rather than being swayed by our emotions or circumstances. In this sense, setting boundaries comes down to finding the courage and wisdom to live true to ourselves. When we chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, we can always find endless courage to live with respect for ourselves and everyone around us. The respect for others part is also extremely important. With the rise of self-care-centered language, a genuine conversation has surfaced around how focusing only on the self can create unintentional or sometimes intentional harm to others. In the publication Bustle, for example, Rebecca Fishbein writes, Beyond boundary setting and inflexibility, the proliferation of therapy speak has also inspired some people to assign labels like toxic and narcissistic to certain relationships or behaviors. Though toxic people and narcissists do exist, these armchair diagnoses don't always accurately capture every dynamic, and being on the receiving end of this language can be destabilizing when it's misplaced. She goes on to argue that we are using therapy speak to isolate ourselves, leading to an increased sense of loneliness. Of course, boundary setting and checking in with ourselves is important, especially when it's at the suggestion of a mental health professional. But Buddhism teaches that we can respect our lives while at the same time respecting others. As Ikeda explains, from the Buddhist perspective, it is impossible to build personal happiness on the sufferings of others. This is based on the Buddhist concept of dependent origination, which essentially communicates the interconnectedness of all life. Everything functions to support and be supported by others. This is why, when we take action to support others, naturally our own sense of well-being and connectedness increases. It's been repeatedly documented that volunteerism has depression-lowering effects and can even stimulate the same effect on the brain as coming into a large sum of money. For Buddhists, respecting and valuing other people isn't just a nice slogan. It's based on this understanding of how life functions, namely to appreciate and wish for the happiness of another person will increase our ability to experience happiness. And as Buddhists, we do our best to respect each person, even those we may not like at first. 
Buddhism also teaches that working together with people who we find disagreeable or get on our nerves can lead to rich self-growth. That's why, instead of writing others off, we lean in and use our despair as fuel to chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo about our situation. In this sense, Buddhism teaches that people around us are in our lives for a reason, to help us grow, to support us, and to give us an opportunity to call forth our compassion and courage. Even difficult people can teach us profound lessons about ourselves. This is why we should treasure those around us, because our relationships go deeper than the surface. And even if you have to create boundaries, they don't need to come from a place of divisiveness or negativity, but respect both for yourself and the other person. I hope this helps a bit and I'll link the articles in the show notes. As a reminder, if you'd like to submit a question for the series, just email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. This is the same email address as usual, so if you'd like to get connected to your local Buddhist community, you can reach us at the same place. That's all for today, and we'll be back next week with another Q&A.